You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author, filmmaker, and book devourer, Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Brian Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're going over our completed reading challenges for the year. We completed them. Hooray! Did we complete them? Actually, I'm going to say I've, there's oh. one thing I need to do still. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking to author Trace Dean. But first, what are you reading, Bria? I just started last night a book, which I've been looking forward to. A lot. It is called um, The Deep by Rivers Solomon, David Diggs, Jonathan Snipes, and William Hudson. Yeah, it was n- edited by past guest of the show, Nava Wolf. Is it really? Yeah, David Diggs is, fr- is uh, from Hamilton. Wow. What a dream. He plays uh, Jefferson and uh, one other character. Um, oh, okay, interesting. Because this is based off of... Hold on, let me pull this up because I just started reading it and I only know the very brief. All right. So the book is by, so it's by all of those people. I'm a big River Solomon fan. River Solomon wrote, um, uh, Unkindness un- of Ghosts. Wrote An Unkindness of Ghosts, uh, which I loved. Um, this book, all I really knew about this book going in was that River Solomon was involved and it's about the water dwelling descendants, descendants of pregnant African slave women thrown overboard by slave owners. Oh, shit. Um, wild. It's such a, Amazing idea for a book. Um, and they live in the deep. Um, and I know from the first chapters, this is not telling too much because I've only read like one or two chapters. Um, it's a novella too. It's very short. Uh, their past, um, one, one member holds all of their past because it's too traumatic for all of them to hold all of the time. So one person is the historian. Um, and that person at the beginning has to go back and do this thing where, um, I believe it's called the remembrance, and they and they uh, have to go back and share it with the rest of them, and they all have to remember. Um, so it is it is so far a beautiful book. I'm really excited to read the whole thing. It's a short book, um, so if someone's looking to get another like 2019 book in by the end of the year, um, yeah, I, I think it's an amazing amazing find. I'm excited to get into it further. What are you What are you reading? I'm also reading a book that I have been waiting for for a while. It's one of my most anticipated 2019 reads. It's, oh, this is, I can't, I don't think I'm going to get it from the library before, before the end of the year. You can borrow it from me because okay, I maybe. pre-ordered it. Um, it. It's In the Dream House by Carmen Maria Machado, who is the uh, author of Her Body and Other Parties, which was a big reading classes uh, book when it came out last year or two years ago. It came out two years ago. Can you believe next year we'll be doing the show for three years? Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, but In the Dream House is a memoir, but it's kind of, it's a memoir with like genre elements. It's sort of like a fictional memoir. Mm. Uh, it's a trigger warning for abusive relationships. It's basically a memoir of her, uh, her abusive relationship uh, with another woman. And, like, how she had never really learned to be afraid of a woman. So when she got in this relationship, she, like, didn't know what to do. Uh, not that people in abusive relationships with men know what to do but like it was like a very different cultural experience for her uh but it's written in these in a very uh experimental beautiful genius way where like she looks at her own story through all these different types of literary tropes and genres like one part of the book she writes about it as if this story was a haunted house story and one part about uh one part of the book she writes it as, as if it was a coming of age story and like uh there's all these different lenses that she looks through to get like to figure out you know to, to delve deeper into this abusive relationship and it is i mean if you liked her body and other parties 
you're going to love this. I'm not that far into it, but it is, it's genius. It's incredible. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, So that's In the Dream House by Carmen Maria Machado. And mine is The Deep by River Solomon, David Deggs, William Hudson, and, and Jonathan Snipes. Sean, what are you reading? Wow. We are, this is, we have so much Sean content that's going on. Sean tent. <laughs> Sean tent. Okay. Um, I, when I picked up Normal People, I also saw a little tiny book, which was the David Foster, David Foster Wallace um, commencement speech that he did that um, Ooh, This Is Water. That's like a big literary thing now is like binding people's commencement speeches, like Neil Gaiman, John Waters and stuff. Mm. Um. Years ago, somebody had had. I felt like a lot of people. I I, I guess I went through a David Foster Wallace like phase, and, oh, and people boy. Were like, oh, have you read that? And I was like, oh, I haven't. And then I, you know, it. So anyway, I saw that. <laughs> like, it's obviously a very quick read, but really great. Um, and kind of like a, I don't know, just a lovely thing to read that I think maybe I'll read regularly. Wow, what is it yeah. about? Uh well. I mean, it's so short, like you could read it in in an hour. Um it's uh it's about uh the purpose of a liberal arts degree, basically. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Huh. And maybe thinking about that from a different perspective than you might otherwise have thought before. So I'm gonna that, send this to everyone's parents. Can you can you repeat <laughs> can, can you repeat the title? Uh This is Water. This by is David Water. Foster Wallace. Cool. Great. So we yeah. want to take a moment to share some holiday-themed listener feedback. Uh, Heather wrote in, In our house, books are always under the tree. There's been the odd Christmas where a member of the family hasn't received any books, and it's always a letdown. We're a quiet family and always end up sitting and reading our new books together after Christmas lunch. It's <laughs> very cute. Th- this might be my long-lost family. Mm-hmm. Uh, the joke, though, that it isn't a proper Christmas unless someone re- receives a book they've already read. It's never planned because that's a stupid plan, but almost always happens. <laughs> More so since I moved out, but it happened when the three of us were under one roof as well. It's just hard to keep track of, of what three voracious readers have read. Heather, can you adopt me, please? I just want to also open up uh, reader reader stuff for holiday holiday stories that happen oh, yeah. to you, especially if they happen this year. That's very good. Please give us those stories. That's that's some fun reader feedback. Ha- hashtag holiday book related stories. <laughs> holiday book stories. Um, Anna wrote in and said, I was inspired by your book club episode and joined a a group hosted by the local library. For our Christmas party, the librarian in charge of the group requested some advanced reader copies from a publisher, wrapped them, and then we played Dirty Santa, a.k.a. White Elephant Gift Also, I just want to pause a second. Why is it? I've always heard it called Secret Santa or White Elephant. I've never heard it called Dirty Santa. Dirty Santa does sound like a... It's like a party where you like... Like a sex toy party with like middle-aged women. Yeah, yeah. Or it just sounds like that movie Bad Santa. Oh yeah, That's with Billy of. Bob Thornton. Yeah, it's, the, he oh my god, your dirty get, Santa. You know what? I think about you sometimes when whenever that movie comes on because the boy makes him a, he makes him a, a wooden pickle, and it seems like that would be a toy that a small Bria would have. <laughs> it is what I would have liked. <laughs> I loved fake food when I was a child. <laughs> I did. I loved a fake food and fake kitchen and tiny and you, plastic animals. <laughs> my mother, my mother will attest to this. Well, but I love. Too bad fake you foods. never had an old wooden pickle. <laughs> I would take it now <laughs> john i hope you're listening for christmas <laughs> um so they played dirty santa with these books <laughs> sorry i hate it so much <laughs> this must be anna tell us where you're from i bet it's i bet it's like regional or something it just sounds so bad 
Um, it was super fun stealing books from each other, and everyone went home with at least one new book. I've never had an ARC before, and it makes me feel super cool. If your book club or group of bookish friends doesn't have access to ARCs, each person could bring a used book instead. Oh, this is a really cute yeah. book club idea. Yeah, I, I wonder if my book club, I think we are doing a, uh, we're doing a book-related white elephant gift. Oh. Although I won't be in town, so I won't oh. get anything. But Although, hot book tip for people who are, <laughs> <laughs> for people who are, who aren't book reviewers or writers and don't have access to ARCs, I, you find a lot of them at, in little free libraries. Yeah. Because people put them in there because yeah. you can't sell them. We drop them so off. So I would check out some some little free libraries if you're looking for one, if you want to check this out. Uh, so Shelby wrote in with a wheelhouse, which is fake dating, bonus if hate to love. Oh, yeah. People love a hate to love. Oh, people are Enemies so to into lovers? it. Yeah. That is like, I feel like a number one wheelhouse. Big, big trope, I think. You know what I think started all that is 10 things I hate about you. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I think it's a romance trope. Right? Yeah, but I think that's where a lot of people like. Oh, they, you think that they're like our the age? They watched it, yes. it and like, yeah. yeah. They they got their lives ruined by ten things I hate about you, just like I did. Uh, hidden lost civilizations, uh, books with specific or descriptive settings that make me want to travel. Um, magic school. That's another big wheelhouse <laughs> yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. People love magic schools. Um, the way, it's funny because you can say magic school, and that seems like a place you can learn magic or magic school and it feels like the magic like happens upon the school. like magic school bus but like an entire school yeah exactly like, i would read that book sean loves Sh- a magic sean school bus, is really <laughs> i bet they made novelizations of those books or that that show oh yeah i'm sure uh middle grade fantasies with whimsical color co- middle grade fantasies with whimsical colorful covers super niche nonfiction, anything gay super bonus of both girls and conspiracies and secret organizations Great. So you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. And just to remind everyone, we do have new merch in the Maximum Fun store. We have a new T-shirt with the Reading Glasses logo. A lot of folks asked for it and you have received. Uh, And there's also a sticker pack with really cool Reading Glasses stickers. They have a Ask Me What I'm Reading sticker, a sticker with just our logo, and then a Do Not Disturb the Reading. So for both moods. Depending on what mood you're in. (laughs) Um, Actually, I got really excited on Twitter. Someone was wearing uh, Ask Me What I'm Reading Max Fun drive reading glasses pin and they made a book friend because someone asked them them what they're reading that's so cute if you have more stories like that please write in and tell us because we love it um and if you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month you can sign up for our newsletter there's a link in the show notes before we go over our 2019 reader challenge we're going to take a quick break We are so thrilled at your interest in attending Hieronymus Wiggenstaff's School for Heroism and Villainy. Wiggenstaff's beautiful campus boasts state-of-the-art facilities and instructors with real-world experience. We are also proud to say that our alumni have gone on to be professional heroes and villains in the most renowned kingdoms in the world. But of course, you are not applying to the main school, are you? You're applying for our sidekick and henchperson annex. You will still benefit from the school's amazing campus, and you'll have a lifetime of steady employment. Of course, there's no guarantee how long that lifetime will be. Join the McRoys as they return to Dungeons & Dragons with The Adventure Zone Graduation every other Thursday on Maximum Fun or wherever podcasts are found. This week, we finished the Reading Glasses Reader Challenge. We did it, Bria. Except it's our challenge, so we don't get anything. 
we do get the satisfaction of finishing a challenge. <laughs> there we go. We are upholders. It did feel pretty good. To that feels great. I love it. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Uh, so we're going to go over our picks for each category and talk about what we thought about the challenge. And the first, uh, so we split it up. Half of it was book types of books you had to read. The other half was activities. So the first one was books and the uh, very, very first uh, challenge was read a translated book. Rhea, Bria, which one, what did you read for this? I didn't realize how many translating books I read. I read quite a few. And I'm going to yeah. say this, sci-fi translates well. It just translates well. Or it's like, because it's like big themes. And also you're already kind of like stepping out of your own universe. So I'm interested how these, like every culture di- deals with these themes differently. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, it just translates super well. So I've read a lot of sci-fi books this year, obviously. And I'm, <laughs> I'm translate. As per usual. Um, one I've talked a little bit about on the show, but it is such a good book. And I think it's going to be one of my favorite books of the year. I, uh, I, I requested this from the library because of you. It's a very, you'd love it. It's good. It's called Drive Your Plow Over the Bones of the Dead by Olga by Olga Tokarczuk. I could be pronouncing that wrong. I'm sorry. It's translated by Antonia Lloyd-Jones. Um, it's great. It is uh, a Polish woman in the woods. There's a murder. It becomes a murder mystery, but it's, like, way darker than, like— uh, She's, like, an elderly woman. Way, way darker than, like, little old lady solving mur- murder mystery. It's, like— there's a lot of snow. Is it like an elderly weather woman conditions. is up to no good levels of dark? Uh, but not funny. Oh, okay. It's not funny. And it has some, um, there are some trigger warnings in there um, that I should warn you about uh, that oh, involve snakes. animal death. Ooh. Uh, oh, does someone kill a cat? I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to tell you on the show, but I'll tell you later. Uh, but there uh. are some, there, but it is really good and well-written and I was able to get through that part of it. And it was, it made the book so much darker. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic book. What did you read for your translated book? So I read Flowers of Mold by Ha Seong Nan, uh, who is a Korean author and she wrote this creepy short story collection. Uh, it's very much, if you are a fan of that book Revenge by Yoko Ogawa, mm. uh, this is very much in that same kind of vein. It's like very surreal stories. They're very bleak. Mm. That's the only thing about them. They're very, very bleak, but they're very surreal. They're kind they're horror-ish, but in the way that make you feel, but not so much in like like it's like about ghosts or like like some weird things happen, but they it's more like you just feel very very it's very nihilistic, very, very bleak. Um, but it was a really interesting read. So that was Flowers of Mold. That is the grossest title. Yeah, that's gross. It's such a, flowers of mold. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. gross kind of flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Get some bleach. Uh, so the second one was read a graphic novel. What graphic novel did you read, Mallory? I actually read a bunch of graphic novels. I, I always end up re- reading more graphic novels than I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one that I chose to talk about is this graphic novel that I read for October because it was spooky. It's a middle grade, like, no, it's like a young adult graphic novel. It's called Animus by Antoine Ravoy. And it's a creepy young adult graphic novel. So it's these two young kids and in their town, uh, there's all these uh, disappear, like ch- children keep disappearing. And they're playing at this playground and they're like these two kids and their friends. And there's this weird, creepy kid who's on the playground and he has this mask on and he tells them that the playground has magic powers and bad things start happening. It was great. It's it was really it. fun. Yeah, um, that's cool. What did you read? I read Victor Lavelle's uh, Destroyer. How was it? I read a lot of graphic novels this year as well, but this one I read pretty recently. I can't remember if I talked about it on the we show. We both love um, him. He's great. This is great. I have it if you want to borrow it. Um, you know, comics are the one thing I don't read on a Kindle. I actually purchase yeah. them because I like the pictures. Um it's sort of a retelling of Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein in the original Frankenstein where, I mean, Frankenstein's monster in original Frankenstein where the monster is really fucking bad and evil and wants to yeah. murder people. And and then also it's combined with, um, it's a current day, uh, there's a police shooting, there's a lady scientist um, 
who, how do I not give this away? Who, uh, who, who, who you know, uh, creates her own sort of Frankenstein's monster situation. Um, and so those two people, those two monsters end up in the same world and have to sort of fight each other. It's That's great. really cool. Um, it is really well written. It's really good. I am shocked it hasn't been made into a movie. Like, when I read it, I was just like, oh, it's so cool. Has it been optioned? I'm sure. It's, I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge um, story, but, like, also very personal and interesting. So it has that Victor Lavelle where you can take a story that is big and um, poetic, but also make it small and personal to these people. And Mm -hmm. it's about this personal relationship and it's about grief in this really interesting way. I loved it. It's a great, great graphic novel. And so the third one was read a nonfiction book about a topic you know nothing about. Uh, Bria, I know what you read and I hate it. All right. I won't <laughs> talk about it, but it's called The Snakebite Survivor Club Travels Among Serpents by Jeremy Seal. You can imagine what that's about. If you like, if you're at all interested in the S word, um, uh, which I fucking hate. I'm not as scared of them as Mallory, but I do hate snakes. We are, um, we are a, a negative on snake how podcast. Do you feel? Snakes. Sean's Australian, Sean, so he's Sean, very used to snakes. Sean just pulls the snake out of his pocket. <laughs> uh, that would be the last episode of Reading Glasses we ever— It would be a Mallory-shaped hole in the wall, like a cartoon. <laughs> you turned to the Kool-Aid man? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, it was really interesting. I learned a lot from this book, and I— uh, It doesn't help with my fear of snakes, but I thought it was, it was an interesting book. I really liked it. What did you read for your nonfiction book? Uh, so I read a book that I really recommend. Uh, I listened to the audiobook of this. It's called Skeleton Keys by Brian Switek, uh, who is now known as Riley Black. The, the author transitioned. Uh, she uh, came out as transgender after the book came out. Uh, and she wrote this amazing book about bones. It's like a history of bones and how bones have evolved from when, like, when the dinosaurs were till like, now. Uh, it's such a fascinating book that, like, like a bunch of cross sections of interesting things were like, oh, well, this particular bone in the body, it started out as this kind of bone and it evolved to where it is now. Oh, cool. And then there's a really fa- um, fa- fascinating part in the book where uh, she talks a lot about how the way we look at bones is actually really wrong because of a lot of gender assumptions on that scientists made it like a hundred years ago hmm. and how uh, like we really need to change the way we look at like skeletons that are in museums and like um, assumptions that were made but, like, cause back, you know, hundreds of years ago, people were never thinking that a person could be gay or transgender or non-binary, but there were people like that back then. There've always been people like that. So like a lot of you're like, Oh, well this, this skeleton is a male, but he's wearing jewelry. So he must be this or like all like oh, a lot of weird interesting. And then uh, there's a great section at the end of the book where she talks about how uh, a lot of uh, the stuff we learned from Bones was really, really racist and how there was this whole, uh, I can't not remember the guy's name, but it was uh, like the, the person who uh, started up phrenology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The skull stuff. The skull stuff. And people really truly thought that you could tell somebody like some people, black people were like biologically different Mm -hmm. and you could tell because of their bones and how like horrible and racist it was and like it just really changed the way I look if you're a person who likes museums or or archaeology or paleontology or anything or just like human body stuff anatomy or you're like a weird goth kid like me and you love bones like it really changed the way I look at a lot of things and made me appreciate um just like how cool bones are yeah 
Um, the next one was read a short story or a uh, collection or anthology. Mm-hmm. Um, Mallory, what did you read for that? Uh, I read the new collection by uh, Karen Russell. The shorts, stories are pretty long. Hmm. So it feels, there's only, I think there's only like five or six of them in there. Uh, the first one is great. There's one in there about a demon baby that I really love. Um, what did you read, Bria? Um, I read um, Ted Cheng's uh, new one, Exhalation, uh, which, ha- which has stories really ranging. It's a lot of to do with, um, you know, he obviously does a lot with aliens and stuff, mm-hmm. sci-fi kind of stuff. But um, he even did some kind of like current technologies that are advancing, you know, like near future sci-fi, which is interesting. And then some like far future sci-fi slash fantasy. A couple that I really couldn't get out of my head that I uh, kept explaining the plots to people, and <laughs> uh, which I think is the sign of a good short story because, yep. you know, you can like think about it a lot because it's like not that long. But yeah, yeah. And then, so the last one for the book portion was read a book by a trans author. And uh, what did you read, Bria? I read, which people who listen to the podcast probably heard me talk about it a bunch because I read it over, we did like three podcasts in a week. And so I was still reading the same book all week. Yeah. Um, but I read The City in the Middle of the Night by Charlie Jane Anders, yes. um, which was... Uh, which is a, a cool sci-fi world building. Well, it is it is a lot of world building. It's um, super fun. Like the there's a planet and part of the planet's always in the darkness. And um, it's a very adventure sort of sci-fi. And then the other planet's always in the light. And there's yes. like the city is like has to be right in between. There's a city that kind of, well, yeah, because once you go into the darkness too far, you can't go any, there's like, there's sort of alien-y monsters in Ooh. there. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's, um, it's Charlie, it's Charlie Jane Anders, who is a, who's a wonderful sci-fi author. What did you read? Uh, I read, uh, I think I actually talked about this when we were announcing this challenge, because uh, I planned on reading it, because uh, I, I read a memoir called I'm Afraid of Men by Vivek Shreya, uh, and I was very surprised when I because I pre-ordered this book from the last bookstore, which is our one of we used to be my local bookstore is no longer, and I got it and it's very small. It's like <laughs> I feel it was like one of those moments where I was like I feel like a like giant it's person. Like it was like an inch wide, or what do you mean? No, it's like, like, it's, like it's like a short book, but it's also small. Like like it's like the size of your hand. Yeah, it's oh, a weird. small book. I like that. I like when a book is in a, in a time. It's a Bria size book. It's, <laughs> I should have given it to you. But it's a yeah, it's a real. It's an interesting examination of masculinity from a person who's transitioned, like who who was assigned male at birth, and like how she experienced masculinity before she transitioned and how she experienced masculinity afterwards. Uh, It's really good. I highly recommend it. Uh, So, and then the second half of the Reading Glasses Challenge was all activities based. And let's see how we did. The first one was get or renew your library card. Um, How did you do on this? Because, well, Los Angeles already renews. Automatically renews renews it. But then we also posted them on our social media. Well, we did not. You You did, I think. No, you did. I did? I have a really, it's real, okay, super funny you say this because I was going through, I was trying to find a picture of myself the other day on my phone and I have a really cute picture of you holding, it's like a very good photo of you holding your library card. Am I wearing a black shirt? Yes. Oh yeah, I did that for something else. It wasn't for this. But we posted it. Oh wow. So I, I thought I hadn't completed the challenge. No, you completed Apparently the challenge. I have because of Mallory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we did, I think I posted both of our photos together. Oh, yeah, I believe you. Because I, you know what? I think I texted you. It was like, send me a picture of you with your library card. Oh, okay. And I had that photo yeah. on. I had that on. on <laughs> it's a really lock. cute photo. Okay, fine. We'll, we, put, we did it. We did it. We did it. Yeah, so uh, because the Los Angeles Public Library automatically renews it, we just posted our library cards. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then the second was one was to pre-order a book or request it from your library. Bria, I know you are on top of this I, basically every week. The library probably hates me because I always, I always <laughs> but, uh, request. But library users love you. Yeah, that's true. But um, actually, I have requested that book that you are reading currently, the new Carmen Maria Machado. Um, it is. I'm waiting for it. They have bought it. I think probably by this point when I Can first looked at mine. this. Um, and then I requested, which is not out yet, the new Sarah Gailey. That's on my list. Which, uh, which one, Upright Women Wanted or um, When We Were Magic? We Were Magic because that hasn't come out yet. Oh, so great. You're going to love it. I have an arc. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is so good. Yeah, I'm excited about it. But I have I have several. I probably have six books requested right now. So you- I try to limit it to... Well, I, it limits me. It, I can only do like three within a certain amount of time, but I've tried to limit it to one a week. It's a wide. <laughs> it's a perfect combination of uh, y- our interest because it's a wide on it. The Sarah Gailey? Yeah. Okay. But it's also like magical teenage girls. Oh, fun. Yeah. So fun. Um, what about you? What, what did you pre-order? Uh, I pre-ordered Lindy West's The Witches Are Coming, uh, and I was very happy to support her. I love Lindy West. I love her work, uh, and it was awesome to come home to a book in the mail. Uh, it is fun. It's her new um, nonfiction book about feminism and like smashing the patriarchy. And I'm really excited to read it. The fun thing about the Kindle is they just kind of appear on your Kindle one day, which is kind Surprise. of exciting. And you're like, you got a new book. If yeah. you have your Kindle Wi-Fi on, which is usually off. But. <laughs> <laughs> Do not disturb, Bria. Mm-hmm. Do not take her library books away. Um, okay. The third one was join a book club in person or online just for one book. What did you do, Mallory? Uh, so I did, we had two, we did the reading glasses, summer book club and the Halloween book club. You know, I really got a lot out of them. I'm really enjoying, I really enjoy talking about books with you and our listeners. I think I looked at, I got a lot of new perspectives on the books that we read. Mm -hmm. Um, people in the, uh, people in those chats are really smart. Except for that one guy. Well, yes. But I'm going to call him out. No, please, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, people in our chats are generally very smart. They have really good thoughts. They're super thoughtful about the book in ways that we are not even that thoughtful. Yeah. I'm very bad at this kind of stuff. We have very smart listeners. Yeah, incredibly smart. And they really think about the books and they enjoy the books. Some people just go and hang out and like listen to what we're talking about. But I think for the most part, it's just interesting because they really like I loved in five minutes that everyone was like, everyone, they had different people they were for. And we were like yeah. fighting for it. I mean, that made me really excited to talk about the book. Yeah. But you also have an in-person book club you go to with our friend Chelsea. Yes. I'm in a Stephen King book club. Um, and I was actually made, able to make it to at least two or three this year, which is not that many. Yeah. But um, considering how much you travel. Yeah. It was, um, but it's great. So I got to, um, I read The Stand. Um, by Stephen King, obviously. I, I listened to it on audiobook. I got to go to the second. They divided that into two different months because it's so long. I got to go to the second one. It was great. It was so fun to to go. Our book club is about, it's actually mostly women. So it's interesting also to read Stephen King and particularly The Stand from a, a like, female perspective because it's such a male-heavy book. Yeah. And the women are all kind of like, well, I just want to have a baby or I'm evil. You know, like, <laughs> it's like one of the two or the other. Yeah, but, um, those are the two female motivations, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, but uh, in, in, in life. Um, but, uh, but it was interesting because I think we all really still liked it. Um, mm-hmm. And talking about it, even though it had its problems, it was sort of like, wow, this book really, like, it, it is so quintessential – Traveling down a road in an apocalypse. Something I do I enjoy. love that book. I it's love great. some of the characters in it. Um, so I got to go to that. I got to go to, they did uh, uh, Grady Hendrix's Horror Store, which I was really excited about. Um, I think there was some more I went to, but uh, some I read and I didn't get to go to the club, the book club. But it was super fun to be a part of it. And um, they always have snacks, which is great. <laughs> 
Bria's really, we all know why you're really there. <laughs> so the next one was send a favorite author a tweet or an email telling them how much you like their work. Bria, who did you uh, compliment? I, so this is a bit of a cheat, uh, but I talked about the book. I talked about, I talk about books on the show, obviously, but I talked about um, Nama on the show. Which I read because of you. Uh, and I developed a report with Sarah Blake, the author, and I got to tell her that I liked her book. That's to, not cheating. To her. Well, it's cheating in that, like, I have a platform to go. I didn't have to do it anonymously, like, as well, hey, I love your book. You know, like, which, well, which it's is, never you know, anonymous. It's not like you're, like, you know, you know sending like a, you're, 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 like, writing it down on a scrap of paper and sending a air, paper airplane <laughs> to their office window. <laughs> or, like, like, slipping it under their office door or yeah. something. Yeah, you're right. Um, I've also started doing this generally. I think I should do it more with books when a book is, like, so astounding that I, I should just be like, hey, read this book, loved it. Because I've started doing it with indie movies because as an indie movie maker, I know how much it means. You know what? We should both start doing that more on social media. I used to do it more on Instagram, and then this year broke me. And it's funny. I bet we would get a lot more Reading Glasses listeners. Yeah. Because people want to know what we're reading. I know. It's true. Especially, I mean, yeah. Like, I should, I mean, like, I just finished The Starless Sea. Would totally recommend it to anyone. So, like, I should just post, like, hey, I loved this book. People want to know what I'm reading. That's what I just read. I mean, I do post on Goodreads, but there's books that are, like, way outstanding, you know? And I feel like those I should be talking about. Um, In the same way as, like... I say, I rented this this indie movie. It was fantastic. And then people go, oh, I've been thinking about that movie. And I try to rent one or two indie movies a month because I know that $4.95 that I've paid is, like, huge to the filmmaker. and yeah. means they make it to make another another movie. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, in the same way, I try, yeah, I should post more about them. Maybe this should be a news resolution. I think it should be for both of us. Yeah, yeah I think we both need to start re- at least recommending books. And I, 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 what's funny is I do it more with movies. Yeah. Although I should, that movie that we both love, The Wind, I should talk about that on, Ugh. I think, one of my favorite book movies of the year, I think. I think it was mine too. I yeah. remember my favorite movie of the year. Same. Yeah. I was like astounded by it. And yeah. I, it's so funny because I think you're the one who told me to watch it. Ugh. And then I watched me and Jeremy watched it and I immediately, Ooh. the next time I saw you, I was like, have you seen The Wind? And like yeah, I told you to it's watch so, that. It's so there's one part that scared me so bad. I had to turn it off for a little bit and go away because I was yeah, watching I know it at exa- night and I was like, I can't watch. I know this. exactly what part you're talking Ugh, about. It's so scary. scary. By the end of it, I was like, like squashed into Jeremy's armpit with like one eye sticking out yeah. from his from oh, like his genius. arm. Genius. Um. So, so what did you do? I so the author of Skeleton Keys, Riley Black. I told her how much I love. I talked about it was like I guess it was the same kind of thing. I talked I uh, talked about how much I love Skeleton Keys on Twitter and got to tell her how much I loved a book. And then now we're following each other. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Uh, but yeah, I was really happy to talk about how great that book was. And the last one for those of those those following along at home uh, was incorporate reading into one of your favorite relaxing activities. Bria, I, listen, what'd you do? Would none of us take time to relax? Uh, this, has not been, this has not been a relaxing year for us. <laughs> um, I've done very little tub reading this year, which is usually my favorite activity. But I have done more yard reading, sitting in the yard with a book, hanging out with my dog a little bit. I put a little chair out there. I do that out a little bit. On the front bit. yard? Mm-hmm, front yard. Or I have a, a little porch up in the, in the top of the house. Oh, nice. Um, the top. Also known as the second story. <laughs> the house top. The old top house. Like a house is just like a muffin. Um, but I've also been able to incorporate audiobooks into, uh, which I did one audiobook, which was The Stand. Uh, but I did that. But it was uh, like 48 hours. It truly is 48 hours. That's not like exaggerating. 10 audiobooks. I know, it was great. I loved it. Um, I got really involved and now I'm sort of like, oh, do I like podcasts anymore? Because I could just be listening to a 48-hour audiobook. Um And I, I did, I love, I like walking my dog. It's like a nice, relaxing end-of-day activity. And I would listen to it while walking my dog, which was great. And I really got through that book through like 10 minute, 20 minute segments, like mm-hmm. walking the dog, going back home. Like that's how I finished that book. And 
it was nice because it felt like, I mean, this is probably cheating, but it felt like I was doing a little bit of work while I was working, while I was walking. So it was like both, you know, reading this book for my book club, but also doing a relaxing thing that I like. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. What about, what about you? How did you relax and read at the same time? Uh, so me and Jeremy's birthdays are a week apart. Uh, so for, we did went on a birthday trip this year uh, up to Big Bear and we brought books along because, of course, and we read By the Lake in between swimming. And it was honestly because I love to swim. I love to like sit by a body of water. Sure, me too. But I do like to swim in like because I know you like to sit by the pool and not swim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, that is what I like. Uh, but I love I like to, to look s- at the water. <laughs> <laughs> I love swimming. I love reading outside. I love reading under a tree. So we like had, sp- had our blanket spread under a tree and we're like reading side by side. And it was truly probably the best day of my, my entire year. Oh, that's It was nice. like so relaxing. I don't, I think it is the, the, the day this year that I was the most relaxed. That's very nice. I was like, Jeremy, I think I'm going to dissolve right now and you'll have to like put me in a bucket and carry me home. <laughs> I was like still on tour in August and like all this stuff was happening and I like just moved and there was all, a lot of stressful things going on. And it was just like so nice. And I like, I was very, very pleased to do this part of the challenge. Uh, so what did you think of this? Um, I liked it. It was fun. Um, I mean, we kept it simple and easy. I think it's funny that we were both like, I read a ton of translator books. I read a ton of uh, graphic novels. It didn't get too far out of our I wheelhouses. Was, yeah. um, which is good. But also like we could challenge ourselves a bit more. Yes. Um, it was more fun for me maybe to hear from people who were doing it. Yes. Maybe because we created it. Maybe because it was like an automatic thing for us. Like, um, I have more than one book I could have talked about in most categories and that was not on purpose. Like, it was just yeah. like, oh, this is just what I read. Yeah. So, like, maybe we could push ourselves a little bit more. It, but it was fun to hear other people doing stuff for the yes. challenge. Uh, what about you? So, I definitely, I think I got a lot more out of the activity portion. I'm in, the, I'm in the same boat as you. I think we both read a lot so we didn't have to work very hard to tick off. I think what we did is we, like, read a bunch of things and then, like, looked back to see what in those books ticked off things in the yeah so because we it's just in our wheelhouses um maybe because we're upholders and we're always choosing books with like goals in mind (laughs) but it just didn't feel like the bat part didn't feel like a huge challenge uh but don't worry folks we do have a 2020 challenge that is a little more challenging uh coming up um but I, i i love the activity portion i think we both got a lot of sharing our love of libraries with people uh, I think uh, we both got a lot out of the book clubs we did. Mm-hmm. Um, the author love, I think, is really, really cool. I almost wish we should put that on again because I just think it's th- something that more people need to do. Yeah. Or maybe um, just do like a a public tweet about an author instead of doing do them or something. Yeah. Maybe? Public yeah. recommendation or something. Uh, I would definitely do another challenge with book activities. I think though I would really like that. But yeah, again, we have another challenge coming in 2020. Yeah. And we'll be announcing it before the end of the year. So you'll hear from it uh, next week. Yes. Is you'll, it true? Yes. Yeah. Next week, you're going to hear what it is, but there is a 2020 challenge. Uh, and so if you completed the challenge, I just email what, like email the books, for, like e- email your like, receipt like i don't know what to call it yeah tell us what you read tell, tell us, us what tell you us, and we we it'd be fun to read some of those too yeah so send week. send emails at reading glasses podcast at gmail.com and send us a list of the books you read and like how you t- how you completed each of the activities and then we're going to do a drawing and the winner depending on how many people send it in the winner or winners uh is gonna get a box of books from us yeah we'll send you a box of books we have a bunch of arcs we'd love to send them to you yeah so uh before we talk to author trace dean we're gonna take a quick break 
Hi, it's me, April Wolf, the host of Switchblade Sisters and co-writer of the new horror film, Black Christmas. And I'm Katie Walsh, film critic and occasional host of Switchblade Sisters. We're here to announce that for one episode, we will be doing something a little different. Much like Jeff Goldblum in David Cronenberg's The Fly, I will be going through a truly disturbing transformation. April will transform from the interviewer into the interviewee. I will be asking her all about her new film, Black Christmas, her writing process, and ongoing existential dread. But I will also be discussing John Carpenter's perfect masterpiece, Prince of Darkness. You guys seen any movies you like? So tune in to Switchblade Sisters for a one-of-a-kind episode with April Wolf and me, Katie Walsh. See you then. Only the corrupt I listen to now. So here we are with author and comic creator Trace Dean. Trace, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. What are you reading right now? Uh, so I have two, I literally just like a couple hours ago, I finished reading, uh, the return by Rachel Harrison. It's so good. Uh, like the horror stuff is, is really good, but like also just so like emotionally honest and it's about like subject matter that's super close to home to me. I don't want to like spoil a bunch of it cause it's not out for a few months, but yeah, like it really did a number on me, uh, kind of in the best way. Um, yeah, just a really good one. Oh yeah. It is such a, I, I they sent it to me to blurb it. Um, and I was like, I immediately, I read it in like a day and I was like, please let me blurb this book. It's just like yeah. spooky, scary story about friendships and how they change and like, Oh yes, please. Yeah. Extremely good. Um, I, I, similarly i probably would have read it in like one sitting if if i'd had the time to over the last few days but like once i think i I read like most of it just last night um yeah i can't it's also like you read it and i can't believe it's a debut novel like there's a confidence to it that i really 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 appreciated oh yeah it is such a i I, they sent it to me to blurb it um and i was like i immediately i read it in like a day and i was like please let me blurb this book it's just like yeah spooky scary story about friendships and how they change and like oh yes please yeah extremely good um i i similarly i probably would have read it in like one sitting if if i'd had the time to over the last few days but like once i think I, i read like most of it just last night um yeah, I can't, it's also like you read it and I can't believe it's a debut novel. Like, there's a confidence to it that I really, really, really appreciated. Yeah, she's amazing. What, what else are you reading? Yeah. Um, so my, like, long-term reading project uh, for the last couple months has been, uh, I'm reading uh, the manga Slam Dunk for the first time, uh, which rules. It's sort of like the prototypical uh, sports manga uh, about a bunch of boys that play basketball. Uh it rules. Like I'm just kind of like going through it a volume at a time. Uh, not quite the same uh, kind of like emotional resonance as the return, but like it's big dumb boys playing sports, and I'm pretty into it. Is this a good year to just read books about big dumb boys playing sports? It's like a himbo manga for sure. Um, <laughs> Amazing, and I love it. So yeah, uh, can you tell us about your new book? I can. Um, so uh, I wrote a book about The Rock. It's called uh, For Your Consideration, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, it's, uh, it's a book of essays and sort of like supplementary material about um, The Rock, not so much in a uh, like biographical sense as a cultural one. Uh, I, he's like one of the five or six like most famous people in the world at this point. And I really enjoy sort of exploring why 
people are famous, why they resonate with us, uh, and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's a, it's a collection of essays that explores like why he is the star for, for this time, uh, what that says about us collectively. Um, but also, it's not like super self-serious or anything. There's a bunch of like dumb little, like there's a dating quiz in there and stuff. Um, Amazing. Yeah. So this whole episode is all about our 2019 Reading Glasses Reader Challenge. Do you ever do reading challenges or like set reading goals for yourself for the year? Um, so I did it for the first time this year and it was a pretty, pretty small one. Um, this is like really bad to admit on this podcast. Of no, all places, we, you know, like, hey, only... we don't, no book shame on reading glasses. <laughs> okay. I appreciate it. it. It's really, I, I was so, um, like all in on making comics for such a long time that, um, for a while I kind of just fell behind on reading like real books uh with words hey, and not we don't, first off we don't use the phrase real books here yeah, okay, okay comic books or books you're fair, fine fair. um but uh so i i've really only been catching up over the last like two years or so and i feel much better about it now like i i it doesn't feel like a challenge anymore the one goal i had for myself this year was uh i got a copy of it by stephen king uh for the first time uh, a couple years ago, actually, uh, and I just hadn't had time to read it. So I was like, this year I'm going to read it. And I did that. I'm trying to find a comparable goal for next year. I'm not good with like, watch this many movies, read this many books. Um, I'm more like, I want to read a book by this author and maybe a book in a genre I haven't tried yet. So I think I might, do, I also have the stand and I've never read the stand. So I might take like a month and do that. Um, and I think honestly, like my other 2020 goal will probably be to finish Slam Dunk because it's like 30 volumes. I love the idea of just picking one big honking book for the year and be like, this book itself is my reading goal. Well, I'm I'm so all over the place as a reader. Um, I, I kind of, I'll have like three going at once or I'll read a bunch of books in really quick succession. Uh, but I'm really bad at, at, at focusing on like one book for an extended period of time and I did like the idea of, of, of sort of forcing myself to correct my reading goals and reading habits. Um, Cause I was also like, I want to be done with this by like mid August at the latest when I went and read it. And um, it kind of forced me to like be better about like reading in the morning and making sure I got a few pages in every day and gave me time to sort of sit with it and think about it. And this is all probably like very novel to anybody who regularly reads like 1200 page books, but yeah, it, it was a really, really, really nice refreshing reading goal. That's awesome. Thanks. So besides it being the end of the year, it's also the holidays. Do you have any hot book tips to for our listeners about giving books to people or reading around the holidays or, you know, coming up with great bookish presents? Um, God, I should, because I'm a, like, aggressive book giver around the holidays. Um, they make great gifts. They make great gifts. They're, like, weirdly... I don't want to say they're easy for everybody because there are some people it's like hard to like put your finger on, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I give a lot of nonfiction books um, because partially because it's, it's like what I've sort of fallen into writing. Uh, so it's what I sort of am most familiar with in the field. Um, but also I feel like nonfiction is a really good way to maybe get friends or loved ones or family members who aren't, regularly like really really heavy readers uh to maybe get more into it because you're you're if you're doing it right you're handing them a book about something they already love or, or, or feel strongly about and yeah I, I think like one of my gift giving goals every year is to try to get somebody to read who wouldn't usually uh 
do a bunch of reading. So I think that's always kind of a nice like sleeper way to to make that happen. You're a Christmas book fairy. I'm a Christmas book fairy for sure. Um, <laughs> do you have any particular titles that are like great slam dunks for giving as gifts? Um, I actually besides do. for your consideration, The Rock, <laughs> uh, which you should give to all of your uh, all of your friends and family members uh, available in bookstores, etc. Um, no, the one that I've given the most is um, it's actually it's uh, one of the books that two books that like most heavily inspired uh, my book. Um, it's uh, they can't kill us until they kill us by Hanif Abdurraqib. Um, oh, so good! It's it's incredible, and it's about something that like everybody likes music. Uh, if you don't, question mark. Um, but um, <laughs> so and it, it's so um, I find that he writes about music in a way that I find engaging, even if I'm not familiar with the artist that he's talking about. Um, and he's also he's just such he's such a like singular writer. Um, so I've probably given that to like half a dozen people over the last year and a half two years and it'll probably be half a dozen more come like the end of the month um that's a really easy one and uh also uh, uh Shea serrano's new uh, movies and other things book is kind of like he's such a, an approachable writer i find for people who again like maybe not maybe aren't super into into reading regularly um that's that's kind of a slam dunk to me um because also like everybody loves movies um so tell us about your reading life. Do you have any reading quirks you want to share? Um, hmm. I, I'm weirdly kind of devoid of, of, of really like notable reading quirks. Um, aside from like, I, my biggest reading quirk is that I'm really bad at keeping a schedule with it. Um, so I will like for a couple months straight, like read in the morning and be really good about it or read at night and be really good about it. And then I'll just, uh, I'll just become someone who reads whenever they have time. Um, I, uh, I I haven't been able to get into audiobooks, if that's one. I've tried really hard. I have no uh, disrespect towards audiobooks, but I, I do find that I have to have like the, the pages in my hand. I can't do e-readers either. I've tried so hard. It would be so much more convenient for me on so many levels. <laughs> but um, You're like, please, my family, I need I, an e-reader. <laughs> there's, there's so many books in my house. There's so many, and I don't... I don't even know if I want them anymore, but like they're here and I have to have them. Um, and I keep looking at like my reading stack on my dresser is like 25 books deep. And I'm like, what if these were all on a screen? It'd be so much better. Uh, but my brain's broken and I can't. So I do have to have like the book and the pages in my hand. Uh, and I hate that about myself, but um, it is what it is. There's no shame here. We accept you and we accept readers in all forms. This is like becoming a really good therapy session about reading <laughs> habits. So, uh, Trace, what is your reader wheelhouse? What are subjects or tropes that will always get you to pick up a book? Um, in terms of, of, of fiction, uh, the thing that I've really found myself gravitating towards over the last couple of years, and like, I wish it were something like really literary, but um, it's stuff like The Return um, and uh, like. Grady Hendrix and uh, Clay Chapman's new book, um, stuff that that is like breezy. I would call it like almost beach read horror in that it's. Oh, scalable. I love that. Yeah, like so, I and don't get me wrong, I love like Paul Tremblay and stuff, but uh, something with a lightness to it that is very skimmable that I can ostensibly read in like uh, like a couple of days. Um, I did a, a Riley Sager's Lock Every Door uh, in like one day a few months ago, and that was like the perfect like contained like horror reading experience um so yeah anything anything with that kind of hook or, or tone i'm just like i'm there um 
And in terms of, of nonfiction, um, I don't know if there's like one specific thing. I don't, um, I might start this bit over. Um, I don't know, nonfiction, it's just like, if, if I'm even like tangentially kind of interested in it, I love learning about like unexplored corners of, of you know, bands or movies or genres or, or, or whatever that I love. Um, that's part of why like, uh, I don't know, like Shea Serrano and Hanif Abdurraki appeal so much to me because they'll focus in on like, uh, I don't know, like unexplored moments in a band's career or in a movie or in the history of a basketball team and really like, make fo focusing on that moment uh make you like appreciate you know the item or the piece of art or the entirety of the career better um which i really love to read that's a great wheelhouse so <laughs> so where can we find your book and where can we find you online uh you can find my book uh, uh everywhere uh small bookstores uh it, i've seen it in a lot of like gift shops um which is really cool uh you can buy it online on quirk's website if you go to quirk's website there's a ton of um links through which you can buy it um i would always encourage uh anybody to buy it at their you know local small bookstore first obviously um or have them order it if they can um and you can find me online uh on all social media at uh at uh trace rights stuff um and it, I don't know if you want to follow me because it's uh, my Twitter is just sort of like a garbage pool. But uh, like, if you feel so inclined, you can. Um, yeah, I for real. A few weeks ago, like two weeks after you followed me on Twitter, I was like, I can't believe she's still doing this. Like, <laughs> um, no judgment. Yeah. everyone can feel welcome to, but uh, you don't, don't feel pressured. Like nobody has to. <laughs> You got to get better at selling yourself. I really do. Honestly. <laughs> I've never heard somebody be like this. No, please, just no pressure. Fought to follow I'm me. Totally honest. If you, okay, if you're like really into like, I don't know, like in-depth opinions about the Power Rangers and why the 2017 movie should have gotten a sequel, then yes, you should follow me on Twitter. That's what Twitter um, runs on. Yeah. Okay. It's weird want, opinions. Like, um, yeah. If that's the case, you should totally follow me on Twitter. Um, there you go. Everyone but, should follow yeah. Trace on Twitter. <laughs> You're so much better at this. Than me. <laughs> Trace, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, all right, follow me on Twitter, everyone. <laughs> so as always, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy who are on our Facebook group, and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. And remember, if you want to support us and help us feed our animals and Sean, you could buy reading glasses, tote bags, and stickers and shirts and bookmarks in the Maximum Fun store. There's a link in the show notes. There's a brand new uh, Maximum Fun website, which is pretty cool if you want to check it out. They revamped the whole thing. It's very fancy. There's now transcripts for some Maximum Fun shows, which is awesome. There's no reading glasses transcripts yet, but they are working on them. Uh, definitely worth looking at. And if you like the show and want to help us for free, you can rate and review us on iTunes. It's really great for us. It helps us reach more readers. Uh, you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast, and you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag reading glasses podcast thanks for listening and thanks for reading thanks for reading <laughs> maximumfun.org comedy and culture artist owned audience supported